0: Hello one and all and welcome to another episode of Baggers Chat. My name is Mitch Pattinson and as always I'm joined by Ethan Duffy and of course today it is a bit of a uh, a new episode that we've uh, brought to our minds which is of course Baggers at the Buy. So this is a bit of a episode where we kind of um, go through what we've seen this season in 2023. But um, first things first, Daph, how are you, mate?
1: Oh, I'm going well, mate. We touched on it before the uh, episode started that, uh, geez, the boys suck. We oh, talk yeah. about oh, uh, It's great to have a mental break, but realistically, we've got to Friday and I I want baggers footy. I was watching last night and I was falling asleep. I just want to feel the stress and anxiety of watching Carl and play footy. So, um <laughs> nah, uh, I'm feeling good, mate. And, you know, we're looking at this second half of the year with hopefully a little bit of promise, but we we just, we just don't know. We just need to see it more consistently.
0: Yep. And it's an absolute freezing day in Melbourne, today it's absolutely freezing. It's raining outside. It's your classic Melbourne winter's day. So I'm freezing. I'm absolutely freezing definitely. So, of course, we'll go through um a few, um I guess, questions that we'll kind of um see and like see what we think, what our opinions are. Um, a few, I guess segments that will um transition through the episode. But first things first, we'll start off with where we are right now in the ladder, which is of course fourteenth on the ladder um with five wins, eight losses with of course a one draw, and our percentage is at ninety eight point one percent. um right now, just a kind of an initial thought on the actual ladder position. fourteenth on the ladder. of of course, it's a of, of course, it's a very disappointing start to the season, but, What do you think is the main thing as to why we are in this position? And also, what do you think we could try and change towards the end of the season? Of course, reflecting off last week's game against Gold Coast and seeing that positive, how can we use that um, energy from that win to try and transition ourselves to maybe a finals, maybe seeing us in the finals, but if not, just trying to end the um, season well. Um, What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, obviously, the position we're in is uh, not ideal. It's been a pretty... Terrible season. We have to say that we can't really sugarcoat it at all. You know, we can celebrate the win last week, but that's one win out of seven, seven games, which is not really where we want to be currently. But yeah, you look at our position. um, What frustrates me the most is, you know, we always say it. We drop these games where uh, when it comes to the back end of the year, you need to be winning those games earlier in the year makes it easy for it to make finals. But now we're on an uphill battle. Um, We need to win seven out of the last nine and. But personally, you look at the you look at the next nine games or so and you go, geez, we're we're a chance, but it's just you don't know what Carlton is gonna produce in those games. That's yeah. the unfortunate truth right <laughs> now. We'll see our percentage isn't too bad. I reckon that West Coast game almost saved their ass a little bit in mm-hmm. terms of percentage, but right now I just it's it's a circuit breaker, that yeah. Gold Coast win for mine. I think it's mm-hmm. a bit of a breath of fresh air, heading to the buyer with a bit of positivity behind yeah. us. And showing how we can win games of footy. Because um, we've got Hawthorne next week. Yeah. Realistically, you know, obviously we'll touch that in the, touched on that in the preview, but it has to be a win. Like, it's not, you know, I'm not saying it's going to be a lock, but expectations wise, we have to keep them high because yeah. otherwise we're just going to be accepting 12th, 11th position by, you know, the year's end. So, um, ladder position, not great at all, but can fix it quickly. Yeah.
0: yeah. Spot on. Um, I know that. Like next week's game against Hawthorne, we as supporters need to see that game as we just need to win that game. There are a lot yeah. of experts and a lot of, uh, I guess, mutual supporters that would see that game and like Hawthorne's in a pretty good spot, but and we're not going to go into this game expecting a win, but we need to win. We need yes. to win that game for what like, because a lot of teams this year after their bye have not actually won the game after so we just need to try and change that um and if we can get that win we can really just see what happens like that's the thing like we've seen stranger things happen um in our life and if we could just get this win and really get on a run maybe three or four wins in a row who knows so of course the third uh the first thing we'll touch on is and, and i know that there aren't a lot of games that uh they come to mind after boy but if you were to put your finger on one game this year what do you think would be your favorite game so far
1: Wow, well, yeah, it's uh, tough to really put. There's been a not many good wins, really, have there? Um, there's been some really, you know, drag-over-the-line type of wins, but it's it's sad to say. Well, I, I did say, you know, the Geelong win second round was good, but I feel like it's kind of gotten worse as the week's gone on in terms of how we've played. So, for me, I think it's um, kind of a reflective performance of the way we played last year. I think it was last week's win against the Suns. Not particularly because of the opponent, because, you know, they're not superb, right? They're... You know, middle of the road, they're playing decent footy. Uh, but I think it was the way we did it for Moan. I think uh, it was dominant. You know, it was half time and I knew we won if we could consistently kept playing the way we did. I, I don't think we'll play like that this year no. um, and really put the foot down um, on a team and, you know, one by. I know we beat West Coast by 100 odd, but I think they've lost to almost every team in the AFL by over 100. So, um, no, nah, good win for the Sun, uh, good win against the Suns. Uh, but hopefully that is the circuit breaker. When we look at round 24, we go, gee, that was it. That was the the penny-dropping moment for this side yeah. and, and the confidence grew from there.
0: Yeah, so I was actually about to go for Gold Coast for, for my favourite game just because at the end of the year, we can kind of look back and maybe if we do make finals, we don't know, but yeah. as you said, we could look at that game and be like, that was the start of this rejuvenation within the side, but one yeah. of the games that come to mind and it's probably the one game that, made me most excited and that was after the John game because especially um the way that we were kind of playing and the team that we beat at the time like that was a big thing because we just beat the running premiers and the way we were playing it's all like at the time we were both looking at it and we we're like we weren't playing our best football so we we knew yes. that there was so much more to come but of course you haven't really seen that throughout the season but I reckon, the fir- I reckon that's probably the one game that comes to mind just because we kicked 90 points as well. Um, Charlie Curdo played well. Um, there were just a few, ga- a few guys out there that played really well. And it made me excited as a supporter because I'm like, well, we had a draw against Richmond the week before. We just beat the reigning Premiers. We're going into Giants next week. Excited as a supporter. So that's probably the one game that comes to mind. But now we'll look into probably the more realistic... Um, way to look at a season, uh, especially our season that we've had so far. (laughs) It is the worst loss so far in the season. So there's a a lot of games that come to mind, whether it's down to um, the way that we lost, whether it was maybe down by like 56 points against Adelaide or if it was just a game that you have to win and we didn't get the job done. Um, Worst loss so far, Duffy Boy, what do you think you would say?
1: Yeah, there's been plenty to choose from. I was looking through them all. There's plenty of bad ones that could be on this list, but... Uh, for mine, I think it was the nail in the coffin uh, kind of moment, um, and it was the Essendon loss. There was something about that game where I just thought we are unable to play a good brand of footy against a side who is beatable, in yeah. my opinion. I think, well, they scored eighty six and beat us by four goals. Uh, we had eighteen more inside fifties. I'm like, we can't win games, whether we whether we like it or not. Now we can get plenty of the ball, but what's the point? Uh, and obviously I went with you to that game and gee, it was bad that third quarter. I know they, it was good by them. Obviously they, they knew if we, if they hit us hard after half time that it was going to be over and they did, and they did that because we had nothing to answer for. And um, Yeah, there's plenty of, plenty of bad wins, uh, bad losses that you could go through. But yeah, that one's, that one that, that one hurts because I think I, I might've said it to you on the night that it's almost a switch of last year that we beat them comfortably and they were in a bad position and now both teams are kind of switched, mm-hmm. and OCS eight and they beat us comfortably without even you know really getting a second or third gear. So um, hopefully we've seen the back, back of that, and hopefully we have a positive end of the year.
0: Yeah, isn't it crazy that we're round fifteen, going to round sixteen next week, and we're still hoping of what yep. we're going to expect on the weekend for the carbon Football Club? So. Uh my worst loss, and I was I I was about to put Collingwood and say that was by far the worst loss just because of their stakes and the rivalry. But it's the yeah. game after that, and that was against Sydney. So yeah. of course, through that week, there was so much shit going on. With um, I think that was when Luke Sayers came out and said blah blah blah. We we're, we're not happy with where we are in the position. Uh, Michael Voss also after the game against Collingwood, his press conference, like yeah. seeing some emotion. I was like. Is this the start of something? And the week after when they were going yeah. up, up against the City Swans, a uh, uh, very undermanned team, they didn't have a back line. They had buddy Nick Blakey on Harry Mackay and we lost by 26 points. So we'll move on. We'll move on from that. Um, we'll now get into a little bit more of the positive things. Um, we'll try and focus on a few individual moments um, throughout the year. So best player, Daph, I think it's pretty obvious who who we're going to say. There might be two or three players, but um, at the halfway point, uh, who's your best player?
1: Best player by the length of the <coughs> Flemington Strike is Adam Chera. I hope yeah. that gap closes in the next 10 weeks because I want some of these players to lift with him as well. I think he's probably, yeah, he's definitely been our best player all year. And I think he's clear in the PNF. And um, he showed why we're, you know, paying him the big bucks and brought him in on a high pick in terms of trade value. Um, but yeah, no, I really like the way he goes about. I thought he had a bit of a, a hot and cold year last year, in my opinion, in terms of impact. I just think that's due to the, just the team playing really well and him kind of getting into that Carlton system. But, yeah, for me, I think Ches has been phenomenal.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I think it was probably down to maybe Chera or even a Charlie Kerno. But even when we spoke about at the start of the episode, like yeah. the, the stats, I guess, in terms of goals with Charlie is he's kicked around the same sort of – and he's had the same kind of starts of the season – but he yeah. hasn't really dominated. Other than that West Coast game, he uh, hasn't really dominated consistently. So, yeah. so like say last year, we had like Western Bulldogs game where he kicked five. There was a few other games. I think there was also one against maybe Giants um, where he kicked a lot of goals as well. Um, yeah, there were there were games that kind of came to mind, and they were like consistently always performing in other areas as well. When say this yeah. year, I don't think he, he's still been very good. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I think I think it's in a way where his impact wasn't as big as last year and whether that was down to his expectations last year his first season yeah. back we saw his season as like unbelievable and this year we were expecting more and he hasn't lived up to those expectations i don't know but i think he's still been quite solid i mean he's still letting the fucking comments, so he's still yeah. up there um but i think the best player by country mile um as you said the Length of the Flemington straight uh, is uh, Adam Chera. So, of course, we'll now move on to the most improved player. This might be the same name, but there might be a few players um, in your mind, Daffy boy, that may have improved um, the most out of any player in the Cullum Football Club. But one player, Daff, who do you think?
1: Um, I think, you know, we can say Ches, obviously clearly the most improved, but I'll just give you another name. I think it's Brody Kemp for mine. Yeah. um, I don't think we were expecting him to be in this side for that long as a key back when there's a second key back but I think as you see right now I think he's ahead of Lewis Young in my opinion he can play tall what is he six foot four played on Levi Kasbah on the weekend that's a big man so um, you're going to be coming up against forwards of that size and, and he looked like he plays well and what I like about him is he's willing to intercept Mark but also play forward like in terms of just go forward and use, yeah. his, use his skills by foot I think it's the modern day kind of you know key back has to be good by foot. And I think like we've been saying, Wietering has been the focal point in terms of kicking out a uh, king from defense. And I think uh Wietering's ability in the last month or so to be able to just use his vision and hit targets has given the backline confidence again. Yeah with ball in hand, which is good to see. And you know obviously see um it's worked for Brody Camp.
0: Yeah. Spot on. Um I was about to say Camp. There were there are there are a few names, aren't there? So there's obviously like a camp, Chera. You can put even the Hollands in there, but you can't really use him as most improved because it's his first season in the AFL. Nick Newman as well is one of those players that's yes. really, really gone up. But my name's Matt Cottrell. Uh, okay. I, think, I think his season so far with the games that he's played, he's pretty much made himself almost a lock in the best 22. Of course, with yeah. Ollie Hollands playing in there, you don't really know what they're going to go with if Matt Cottrell is still going to get a game or if he's going to play as that half-forward um, half forward wing role. But I think with Cottrell, I think when he had a few games in the VFL and he kind of found his confidence, he really used that to then when he got that chance in the AFL. He, his yeah. football has been um, fantastic. I think he's had one off game, maybe two um, in a row. But I think the team overall was quite off. And when we're playing well, yeah. usually when we check the stats and usually when we um, think about the impact players had, Portugal's almost at the top of the list. So I think he's been fantastic and hopefully he can use his confidence to now go to that next level where he can be one of the best wingman's in the game. So um, now it's down to a bit of a, a prediction for the rest of the season. So who do you think if you were to put one name into there, I guess, who will surprise you this season that might boost us in a way to charge towards the finals Um, one player, who might support, surprise you in the second half of the season, David Boy? who would you say?
1: I think for me, it's Lockie Fogarty. I yeah. think he's uh, <laughs> I like as a likely about Ford as a small forward. I you know, I think a lot of players, I kind of know what their second half of the year is going to be, whether it's a little bit of improvement or whatever. But I don't think he's played enough at the senior level, in my opinion, the last year. I don't know what's going on there. Because clearly the small forward output has not been good enough all year. And he comes in for one game. And you look at the you look at the stats in terms of tackles inside of 50 for not both for not just him, but both him and Owies on the weekend. Yeah. Their pressure was phenomenal. I think they worked extremely well together. Yeah. Um, which is which is a good sign for us. And I think it puts a lot of pressure on guys like Corey Durden and uh Jesse Mollop. Because what Mollop's a 19 man. Like he's got years. He's got years. But I just I don't think there was there was weeks and weeks and weeks where he kept playing with little to no output. So um, hopefully, Fogg gets a go for the next month or so. Obviously, mm-hmm. depending on how he plays, like I'm not trying sure to keep him aside just yeah. to be nice. If he continues playing the way he does with his pressure inside 50, it's uh, it's hopefully it's going to be a good end of the year for him. Yeah, well said. Um, of course, also with Durden, like he's 21, he's 21. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. these guys, are Durden, Motlop,
0: even always as well. Like these guys, I mean, always is probably now one of those guys that is ahead of a Durden and a. Motlop, as, as in terms of goal kicking, always is probably that small forward that we really have wanted. And he's hopefully, Rick he can really try and use that confidence and the way that he's played in the seniors to yeah. stick in that best 22. But Devon and Motlop are so, so young. So I would rather almost want them just to kind of have a few years, I mean, not maybe not a few years, but just. Get a new sense of um coaching, earn your spot, in the VFL. Earn your spot. Earn your spot. like earn, earn your stripes it. in the VFL, um, in the AFL. But it's also down to if you like Harry McKay is the one name that comes to mind where he had to go through the VFL to get that AFL spot because he earned his stripes to then go into the seniors and know that the coaches would rely on him. Where he's done enough work in the VFL that you can trust that he's going to do whatever he's done in the VFL, he's going to do in in the AFL. So I completely agree about um, the surprise player, Lockie Fogarty. That's the one guy when I, when we wrote down this question, it was Lockie Fogarty straight away. I think he's that one player that um, looked really good last week um, in terms of not necessarily impact and stats, but it was more just structure, role player. That's what you've wanted. Um, So now we'll move on to a bit of a recap of what what we started with. At the start of the season, of course, we did a season predictions video. Make sure to check that out as well. Um, at the start of the year, uh, we kind of predicted how Carlton will go, but we also did some AFL predictions as well. Um, but <laughs> to start off with our best and fairest, after Boy, you chose Jacob Wienering. I yep. chose Adam Chera. So, of course, Wieners has really started to find some form um, towards the uh, probably the past three or four weeks. And of course, Adam Chera's had a great season as well. Um, if yep. there was anyone else that might be in contention to be that best and fairest at the end of the year, who who would
1: you say? Uh, yeah, Chera by a mile, I think I don't think anyone else is gonna be close. Yeah. Uh maybe Charlie. I don't think he will be consistently. Yeah. Um, I, I think Chera definitely consistently will get votes. Yeah. And based on DNFs in the last few years, it's mainly been the consistent performers that tend to win votes. It's a little bit different than Browlow votes. Yeah. So um they kind of rate it's more internally how they rate their players as a club, which I actually rate higher sometimes yeah. than the Brownlow. So, yeah. yeah, obviously I was wrong with the wetering. Um He has had a good month or so, but um, I'm looking forward to see how he goes because um, obviously he had a tough, what, first month. Of, well, his first month was okay. I think it was when it was that kind of middle part where yeah. we started to start losing games and the cracks started to appear and all the noise about him off field was starting to... Um, happen, but um, hopefully, he has a good end of the year and get some votes for him,
0: yeah, spot on. Um, of course, now we'll move on to their leading goal kicker. These were probably the two names that at the start of the season were our only chance to really be the leading goal kicker. So, of course, you chose Charlie Kern. I think that's an absolute lock that he'll be our leading goal kicker. I chose Harry Mackay, um, kind of yeah. off practice game against Collingwood. He really impressed me. I was seeing, I'm like, this guy's dominating this game. What a season he's going to have um, ahead. But, of course, Aaron Mackay has had a bit of a off-patch throughout their season, like Jacob Weedering. Mm-hmm. He's had a, those five- or six-week block. And if they were both firing, who knows where we could have been in those games. So a few of our key names, and this is why Weeders and Mackay and even a Patrick Cripps as well, These are what this, this is why when these guys aren't playing well, we don't play yeah. well as a team. So yep. that's why I think um, it, it's a big second half of the season because it seems like has found a little bit of form. Weeders has found a little bit of form. Patrick Cripps has found a bit of form going off last week. You never know. You, you just never know. So leading goal kicker, um, I don't think you'll have to say much more for that, Dr. boys. So, of course, now we'll move on to most improved. I'll get you to go through who you chose at the start of the year.
1: Yeah, so we chose, well, we both chose uh, <laughs> Jesse Motlop as most improved. I think it was just off the back of his kind of last month of 2022, I thought he really came into his own and uh, became that forward we know he he can be. But yeah, for me, I, I think with Jesse, it's going to take time. Um, you know, I don't think it's it's going to take, you know, long, long patches in the twos. I think it's going to be, you know, maybe a few weeks and then come back in. Um, but it's just going to be based off his performances and his out, output in the twos. Yeah. If You perform the twos, you know, you'll force your way in, whether you yeah. like, you know whether they like it or not. Yeah, obviously, Paddy has a different story, but um, with Motlop, I think if he's performing, you know, kicking three two threes, you know, his tackle pressure is good inside fifty, then then he can come in. Yeah, um, I just think there was too many weeks there where, you know, you're hanging on with a few blokes, especially Ed Kurnow, Motlop. That's where you, that's where you start losing games, and you've got you know five six blokes who aren't their output isn't good enough you know i know you're talking about the key players and obviously they were off clearly mm. but he, he, when your bottom half of your 22 in a game is a little bit off compared to the other teams bottom 22 then you know you're in trouble so hopefully he comes back in the side and uh jesse can uh stick the middle finger up at, at both of us and go yep i will be the most improved
0: <laughs> good players spot on Okay, so now we'll move on now to um, a bit of a segment that we touched on before uh, with who we think might be um, the surprise pack in, in the second half of the season. But, of course, a player that we mentioned at the start of the year who we think might be a little bit of a surprise throughout their um, year. So, Duff Boy, who did you pick? And um, I think it's a pretty good pick.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, or both of us picked the same bloke again. Um, which is fantastic. I'll just turn off that Facebook notification. Sorry, viewers. <laughs> um no, no, no. Definitely uh Chinkotta. We both picked Chincotta. I think it's um he's definitely one of the surprise packets. I think you could probably include uh Brody Kemp in that conversation. And maybe uh, I'm not sure, maybe I guess Holland's. We didn't think he was gonna play that often um, at the start of the year, but yeah, Chinkotta for mine is definitely um the right one for the surprise pack. And he looks uh Extremely solid at AFL level. It'll be interesting that come next year. I think he, I think he will re-sign. I'd imagine. Mm. I'd imagine so. Um, but come next year, when Zach Williams is fit, um, who, how do they fit? You know, maybe both of them in, or maybe Chinchy is more of that depth kind of player.
0: Yeah, especially now because well, I mean, like, like I think he, I think he's about twenty six years old. Um, I'll just check yeah. exactly how how old he is because I think yeah, so he's twenty six now and. He's very much that mature sort of age where it's not like he's gonna, um, it's not like he has ten years left in his uh, career, no, yeah. but it, it's not like he's a a rookie or a young sort of player. He's been in the, in the VFL for almost pretty much ten years. I mean, it's eight years, but I think probably around eight or seven years. But he's played yeah. a lot of football around, of course, Carlton, but AFL players. And yeah, we mentioned yeah. last last yeah. week about. Um, about VFL players and these guys improve anyway, even if they're not on an AFL list, because they're yes. around AFL players. So the yeah. AFL players will kind of put them, um, like like they kind of take them under their wing and kind of help them try and improve their football. And that's obviously what Sincotta has done. Um, and I think it's great because right now he's really looked at home in the in the backline and especially with the Zach Williams going down at the start of the year, we were crying out to who's going to step up and Sin Connor yeah. is that guy that's come in. And um, I think it's great. So I'm um, uh, absolutely credit to him. So we'll now move on now to the carlton letter position that we on at the start of the year. Um, This is, of course, when uh, Duffy and I were very much um optimistic about what we were going to see. We were, we were speaking about Premiership Cups in 2023. We were speaking about Brownlow medalist from Sam Walsh. We were speaking about Charlie Kerner as the common medal medalist. He's gonna get hundred goals um in a season. But of course that hasn't come into um into what we've seen in the uh in the present time. But um Carl in that a position, Daph, where did you put uh the Carlton Football Club at the start of the year?
1: Well, to be <laughs> honest, realistically, I probably underdid it. I reckon a lot of people picked us above what I've picked here with top four. Seriously, with this list, we should be top four. Should be. Yeah. Uh, but I, I obviously picked fifth, being safe, being a usual Carlos Porter, make making sure we're not uh, over over, uh, you know, getting our expectations too high. But, um, yeah, what are we now? Fourteenth, nine, nine positions lower, with uh, the players we have in our team. It's just not good enough currently. But uh, hopefully, we can fix it in, in the back end of the year because I think if we do have a good back end of the year and make finals, you don't know what happens, Pato. I'm not talking premierships here. We can rule, like, I don't know. But if we get the finals, you don't know. It's just an even playing field. It gets to the finals. Um, but I think if we have a good back end of the year compared to last year, then we can go into next year with no, like, Collingwood last round in, in our heads. Yeah. Just a fresh, clean slate. Head, head into Richmond next year, round one, really hard. Mm. I know I hate talking about next year, but it does happen like that. A lot of yeah. teams fall. Look at Sydney. Had a bad grand final. Obviously, that was in the back of their heads over the summer. Where are they now? They are terrible. So yeah. you can you could talk about oh they made the grand final, but what's that going to do? Mm. You know, are we are we trying to play football to win premierships or make grand finals? Yeah, you know, like yeah. so it's going to be interesting second half of the year. Hopefully, uh, we get a little bit closer to our uh, ladder position predictions here.
0: Mm. I think I think the one thing that Carlton supporters are kind of asking for is just. I mean, I know that we don't really speak upon um, current supporters, but us as supporters, I think what we yeah. see is just we want a good second half of the season. It doesn't matter if we yeah. make finals. Of course, that's the aim. But yeah. just play good football. That, like, yeah. Even if we we went through the year and we finished ninth again, like, yes, it would have it yeah. sucked. It would have sucked. But just play a good brand of football. That's what we haven't seen the past 10 weeks, of, like, excluding last yeah. week. The past 10 weeks, we haven't played great football. It hasn't been appealing. No. It hasn't been pretty. It hasn't been It hasn't been the football of last year of what we've known. No. No, no. And it's been disgusting, boring, stagnant. There's so many words to, to actually describe our game plan. And it's just unbelievable because of how crazy last year. And as you touched on then about Sydney uh, after their loss in the grand final we had a similar experience with losing to an arch rival by a point to kick us out of yeah. finals. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, it's, just, it's just a few things like that where it's just, just play a good brand of football to end the year. And we always say, who knows? Australia things who knows? Like, who knows? So, we don't know what's going to come and just get the job done. Do what you can do to make yeah. that happen. Who knows? We might win nine in a row. We probably won't. But who knows? <laughs> so of course, now we'll uh, touch on a bit of a long a longer segment, and of course to touch on a few games in the next, I mean in the next nine rounds of if there is any possibility for us to make um a charge towards the finals, this might be what might happen and we just don't know what is going to happen, but we'll just go through the next nine games. And we are just going to say if it's going to be a win or loss and who we think um, is going to win that game. So, of course, next week, Hawthorne v Carlton, DAF win or loss?
1: Win. Oh, I agree. <laughs> we'll move on.
0: Uh, if
1: we lose next week to Hawthorne, see. Yeah, Hawthorne. you can rule out anything. You can rule fucking yep. the season. Mate. You can yep. rule it out. People yep. listening right now, rule it out. Do not rule say out. anything out for the season. Yep. Yep. Fuck them off.
0: Rule it out. Um, and we might need to. Chuck, uh, Lockie Plowman on the table to get in Harley Reid. So, um, (laughs) we will now touch on the round 17 clash: Fremantle v Carlton at Optus Stadium. Daff, win
1: or loss, doesn't matter where we're on the ladder. We play well against them in Perth. Win, win. I agree.
0: So, the round 18 clash, quite a tough one: Carlton v Port Adelaide at Marvel Stadium. Port are very good at Marvel. We are so great at Marvel. It was our fortress last year, but this year we haven't been so great. But if we get three or four wins on the trot, we could go into yeah. this game with a big of like a bit of a charge. Um we, we know 100%. that the supporters will show up. Daff, win or loss.
1: My heart is saying win. And I think we can. Yeah. But I'm gonna put it down as a loss. Mm-hmm. Might have been pretty solid, but Jesus, if we can play the way we did on the weekend, we can easily. Yeah. I completely agree.
0: Yeah. So I think Hart says win. Like deep down, we know we can do it. We know it. We yes. know we can win this game. Yeah. They're, they're, once again, think of it as they're coming into our territory. Yes. Put it like that. Yep. Like, yep. we aren't going into Adelaide's territory. They're yep. coming to ours. Make it ours. So I'll yep. put that down as a loss as well. So, of course, um, the week after, uh, I think this is well. If we lose this game, fuck, this might be this might be the folding of the club, Daffy boy. So, Carlton v West Coast at Marvel Stadium, round nineteen, win or loss.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll put that as a loss. Could, like,
1: seriously, I hope it doesn't buy me the asses comment. But we can play the way we can against them at Marvel, we could score two hundred. <laughs>
0: Next minute, next minute, uh, Carlton. Oscar Allen. Oscar Allen kicks 34. He kicks 34 goals in the game. Uh, Okay, round 20. So this is a big one. Friday night football at the MCG against the arch rival. Again, we have another chance to beat the arch rivals and give the redemption back to them as what we saw last year when they beat us. We need to give it back to them. Hollywood v Carlton at the MCG. Friday night round 20, 20, Daffy boy, win or loss.
1: Win! Wow, we beat the pies on a Friday night. Yep, and that will that will put the flag down and say we are making finals because look at the last four games and you go Jesus, yeah, boys, this is it, this is it. And I'm telling you, they're they're a great side, Collingwood. I hate to say it, but if we you know what we'll have based on my predictions before that game would have Gold Coast win, Hawthorne win, Frio small loss to Port, West Coast win, and then, well, you got four or five wins in a row heading into Collingwood, Pado, the mm-hmm. MCG. If we, play like, if we play like that, if if we play like that, we will beat them. We yeah. will beat them. You can clip this. Whoever, if it's a Collingwood supporter listening to this right now, you can clip it like last year. Yeah. We will beat Collingwood Round 20, whether we're making finals or not. We are going to beat them, Patto. Yeah. We are going to put this on bugger TikTok.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't matter if we lose to Hawthorne next week, then we'll lose a free of the week after. Port by 150. West Coast, we lose. We are going to win against the Collingwood. Nah, I have put this down as a loss. I'm going to stick down what? Okay. Um, but that's a thing. I'm kind of thinking about it where if we can Mm. lose this game again against Collingwood. Yeah, I know. God. So that's a thing. I mean, I'm gonna stick to it as a loss. I'm gonna stick to it as a loss. So moving now on to round 21. The big uh, oh. knock knock at the Marvel Stadium, St Kilda versus Carlton at the at Marvel Stadium, three twenty on a Sunday afternoon. Daff,
1: win or loss? Loss. Really? We never beat them. Never beat them. I hate I, it's my pet peeve going to Marvel Stadium playing those fuckwits because <laughs> no matter what position they're in, they beat us. So yeah. now I put that as a, as a loss. I think it breaks the so. It, yeah, it's tough, but I'm putting it as a loss right now. Yeah. because I feel like we're gonna win games that we're gonna be underdogs at in the next yeah. in that month. Yeah in terms okay. of Hollywood and maybe the next one.
0: Yeah. See, I'll put that down as a win. Um okay. I think I think in a in a um sense of St. Kilda always beat us, we need to break the streak.
1: Yeah. yeah. Beat St yeah, Kilda yeah.
0: man. They're not yeah. that great. They're not. <laughs> And They're the not.
1: supporters pissed me off. Oh, Whole, yes.
0: Knock, knock. They would lose to North Melbourne by 20, and they would go absolutely no, like, they wouldn't be seen. The, the week after, there yeah, would be yeah. 2,000 supporters there. Then yeah. if they beat um, Collingwood, there would be, out of nowhere, there would be 120,000 members at the St Kilda Football Club. I don't understand it. Yeah, St Kilda, right we need to win that game. If we lose that game, doesn't matter if we're completely out of the race for finals we need to win that game because I don't want to hear that stupid knock-knock thing anymore. I'm just about over it. So, (laughs) round 22. (laughs) Round 22, uh, Saturday Night Football against Melbourne Football Club, a game that we – a team that we usually play quite well against. Um, Daff, win or loss?
1: Win. We're not losing to them twice. Yeah. We're not losing to them twice. Like the Pies, we're not losing to them twice. We can play better. Um and geez, you look at them last night. They, they're definitely beatable. Um, yeah. I watch a fair bit of D's footy, and they're beatable, Pato. They're mm-hmm. beatable. I'm getting excited now, and I can't wait for our only win to be West Coast. Yeah, in the last <laughs> five weeks. <laughs> but no, D, D's, D's win. Yeah. Um, but um, like like we've been saying, we're not we're not here to be cocky. We're not, like we we genuinely believe these guys are capable of doing this. We're not trying to be like our upper selves or anything. hundred percent, we're not. Um, It's based off if they can perform the way they did last week. (laughs) And that's a small sample size. So, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Just the way you said, go away because our one game against West Coast, the one game that we'll win for the rest of the (laughs) year. West Coast at Mobile Stadium, yes. All right. So, I put this down as a win as well. I'll be Melbourne. Okay. We can beat yep. Melbourne. We can beat them. Yes, we can. But we, yep. we match up very well against Melbourne. It doesn't matter if they have plenty of means. We match up well against them. We saw it last year. We lost by four yep. points. We saw it this year. We played like shit. They played like shit as well, but we lost by 17 points. So yep. we can beat Melbourne. So that's the game. That's the one game that I'll put in this probably the last nine games. This is the upset. And I'll put this okay. game as the upset. So round 23... Gold Coast versus Carlton at, it used to be called Metricon, but now it's called, I think, Heritage Bank Stadium.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, It is, of course, Saturday, Arvo 210. Gold Coast versus Carlton, Duff, win or loss?
1: They scare me. They scare me, Gold Coast. Yeah. Especially there when it's a little bit dewy, when it's a little bit stewy, dewy. Dewy, dewy. <laughs> um, no, I've got it down as a win, but portion. Portion. Yeah. Because yeah. that could be a choking hazard type game in yeah. terms of we need to win two out of two to make finals and we lose the fucking Gold Coast. And then the next week's sort a of dead rubber. So, no, nah, Gold Coast win.
0: Yeah, I agree. I put <laughs> us down to beat Gold Coast. We don't, I said at the start of the episode, I don't think we, uh, I don't, it's a, a bit of a one where I don't think we necessarily perform well at our yeah. Stadium, but. We can beat Gold Coast. We saw it last week, and it doesn't matter if it's a bit stewy-dewy. Uh, we could still beat um, the Gold Coast Suns. So I'll put that down as a win. And, of course, the last round, we don't know the times yet. We know that it's at Marvel against GWS. So Carlton v. GWS, this might be a bit more of a prime time game because we don't know where we are going to be on the ladder. Carlton versus Giants at Marvel Stadium Duff,
1: win or loss? We beat them at, away this year and we were shit. So if we could play half good against them at Marvel, yeah. now hopefully it's a game that means something because I don't want to go to the last round where it doesn't mean anything because how bad are they? They are a the, like you know, the season's over, gets to three quarter time, and you go, this is the last quarter of the season. You, I don't want to be thinking that. I want to be thinking, gee, who are we playing in two weeks' time in the fucking elimination final? Because Essendon, We're coming for you. We're fucking coming for you. But no, I think the Giants will be a win and it'll lock into place and Marvel will be rocking.
0: Yeah. I have put this down as a win as well. So now it takes us to... I don't know about you, David, but I think you had around the same wins as mine. So... Yeah. Seven. Seven wins out of the last nine. That means 12 wins. That means we have the draw as well. So in total... Our points will be fifty and yep. usually we don't know because of the extra round of football because of the gather round we don't know if that is enough to make the finals but it usually is twelve
1: wins i've got yeah, I've got a I've got a, just actually put it through a ladder prediction I'm not saying Carlton this is just I just did an auto thing and it says that eight, twelve and eleven and we've got the draw
0: twelve and eleven okay.
1: So we need seven wins. So it says, well, I just did an all direction. It's not Carl or anything. It's just, it's just St Kilda 8, right? Yeah. Whatever, whatever. Yeah. St Kilda 8 with 12 and 11 and then se- and 7th, and 13 and 10. So realistically, it's a bugger that Richmond's close because they've got mm. the draw on it too. Mm. Um, so that might be a matter of percentage if we are close with um, Richmond. So, yeah, it's going to be tough, Pato. It's going to be really, really tough. It's going to get real close. But why can't we do it, Pato? Why yeah. can't we?
0: That's the thing. Um, so, of course, we finished with 50 points. So that's why it's going to be massive. Massive. Yeah. But we can't get our hopes up until we play consistent three or four week, Um I guess. In that three or four weeks, we need to perform well enough yeah. that we are confident enough that our team will go out there. And do their um and and do their thing. Like this yeah, is the- yeah. Just do your thing. You know what? You know that and your football is enough to get the job done against most of the sides, if not all. So yeah. just go out there, have fun, but most yeah. importantly, get the win because these supporters are backing you one hundred and ten percent every single week, week in, week out. So. Of course, that wraps up the episode for the Baggers at the Buy. Um, I think it's um, it was a bit of fun just going through, uh, I guess, the negative sort of things throughout the season, but also touching on some um, some in- some individual performances uh, throughout their season because I think they need to be touched on. So, um, of course, there's nothing else to touch on for the segments, but Duffy Boy, is there anything else you want to touch on for the episode before we wrap it up?
1: let's just hope it's a good end of the year and it's a it's one to remember I think I think we can almost do the opposite of last year and start bad and get going because we can and I hope it, it isn't round 20 in the West Coast games are dead rubber at Marvel and knowing we can't make finals because there's I've had too many of those feelings at games in terms of over the years you know like you know when you can't make finals and it's round 22 and it's like geez like what is this win even for realistically yeah. get excited like a wins good always but uh let's just make the most of the opportunity we have right now and just play some good footy because we need some, we need some laughs and some smiles on this fucking podcast yeah. on these reviews, Pato. We're yeah. sick of going, Jesus, negatives, negatives. Is the coach gone? Is the captain gone? Mm-hmm. I want no questions. I want more answers, Pato. Second half of the year. I'm sure you agree too.
0: Yep. Completely great. Um, nothing else you really need to touch on there. Um, just, we say it every single week. I feel is why do we have more questions than answers? And we're into yeah. year eight of the rebuild. We're in the season two thousand twenty three. We're into a season where we are meant to be finals, and yeah. we just aren't near there. And we know that we are good enough. That's a yes. thing we know that. And it's just right now. I don't like the. I don't like the feeling of hope. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I want the certainty. I want the certainty of going out there and you doing your job and know that that's good enough. And it's yeah. down to the opponent with what they respond with. So uh-huh. to all the viewers, make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Make sure to also leave a comment with all your thoughts um, of how how you think our season's gone so far. Of course, it's quite a negative, um, but also... Um, whatever we've gone through with the segments, make sure to also um leave your opinion as well with who you think um all 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 the segments that we've gone through. Make sure to uh leave your thoughts on who you think um is that a great season and some favorite games and also worst games that you've seen from the California Football Club so far. But um just know that the second half of the season, we just hope that it's gonna be uh once again hope um that it's yeah. gonna be a great second half of the season, but um we don't know but we just hope and we always pray that the current Football Club is gonna to go towards the end of the season and hopefully we are in the eight. So Daf, absolute pleasure as always doing an episode with you. Um make sure to also um look out for next week because that's when we will preview our game against Hawthorne. But um, as I said, all the viewers like, comment, subscribe. Um, any podcast you see, any um any podcast platform you see us on, make sure to leave some love, um, leave a rating and as always to you Daffy boy and to all the baggers and the, baggers. Out there, up the up baggers up the baggers, the
1: baggers.